allow me to set the tone. In order to take accountability for what has passed and what will be, there's no time like presently. So, for all of those with mouths and ears, can we have a moment of your time? We want to gain some perspective. Can we have a piece of your mind? All right. What's going on, hey. beautiful people? Hector, Brian. What up? What's up? What's going on, man? Another lovely week, man. We're still here. Yeah, still here, yeah. Man. <laughs> Yo, I love that. You know, like our our intro, bro. It's there's no time like presently, right? So like, you know, we show up, and we're not just showing up here. We're showing up where we are, wherever that may be, man. I know that's about. I'm that's my life right now. Like wherever I'm at, I'm there. Yeah, emotionally, mentally, physically, all of it. I'm 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 there. And that 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 shit accounts for a lot of why I feel good, man, because I'm not so spaced. I'm not so detached. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's cool. I like, I like the saying, man. I, I want people to really just take that message in, man. Cause it's, it's cool. Our no intro time, is like, pretty dope. Not. You know what, bro? I, I think, you know what, you know how you said you was, you emphasize on how you're there. Like you're paying attention. You're in tune. Mm-hmm. Like, I really think that's like the biggest part. That's the biggest part of like being in the now. Like when they tell you to be in the now, it's not like, it's it's paying attention to what's going on right now, like noticing the beauty in the in the area, you know, engaging the person in front of you, and having a um a heartfelt conversation or just a, a fun conversation, a funny conversation, sharing a laugh. That's building right. relations with people, somebody. You know what I mean? When you can pay them attention, when you're not out on a date and you know, looking in your phone and and, and stuff like that. You know. Yes, sir. Yeah. So. Yeah, nice. man. I like it too, heck. Yeah, it was it was it was poetry, man. It's poetry, is what it is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Brian? Down there with the straight face, man. They used to call Brian the face back back in his uh his, his uh what do you call it, the fraternity days? Yeah, yeah. When I was pleasant, I was uh I was in the front of the lines. So I was the face of the line. Had to yeah. Had to keep it straight okay. and serious. No, yo, yo, Hector, you 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 remember Brian? You you remember Brian growing up, Brian? Oh yeah, Brian keeping a straight face. Can you imagine that, yo? <laughs> Mr. Smile down there, yo. Smiles, yeah, man. Always, always had to smile, bro. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was crazy. I, you know, I didn't go to college. You know, I finished school before him. I didn't go to college, so he experienced. You know, he went and experienced college, and it's like. Although me and Brian weren't, well, I mean, I guess since high school, we weren't in the same, like, atmosphere. But, you know, Brian kind of went his own way in college. And then, like, you know, I don't, like, you know, when Brian was joining that thing, I, like, I didn't see him for months sometimes. And then, you know, he'll come home and it's like he, he, I don't know, he changed somehow a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then I started to see him actually, like, losing weight and stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? And then. You know, I started hearing about him being out with people more and, you know, communicating more and blossoming and stuff like that. So, you know what? I, you know, I don't regret not going to college, but like, I understand now that like, you know, even if, even if I was to say back then, I I was, when I was thinking college, all I thought was school and work and stuff like that, but it's more to college. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is for anybody, anybody think about going to college or whatever. It's more to college than just the the um whatever you're going for because communicating with people building with people growing you know finding a path like you, all of that is possible in the college too man my brother my brother was a good example of that man I got to kind of see it 
a little bit. You know what I mean? I got to see his life story and things unfold a little bit, man, from my, my own point of view, my own perspective, I guess. Yeah, yeah one of the, would say one the, of the um, terms. Go ahead, big guy. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, um, I, I would say the social aspect of, of going to university was one of the things that I found probably the most rewarding, you know. I, w- I wouldn't say it's yep. worth all the money <laughs> that no. school costs, but, <laughs> but you know, it was definitely like, you know, it definitely made the experience a lot more worthwhile. You know, the first like year or two, like, you know, I would just, I was commuting to school. So a lot of times I would just, once I'm done with my classes, come straight home. But it was after I met like a few of my friends and I started like, you know, joining a couple of different clubs and um, like actually getting involved with like the, the student life over there and you know it definitely you know changed my perspective on things you know it, it made me more willing to you know meet new people and start communicating more and just like you know being more active in that house community and just like you know uh the community at large so that definitely was a you know that definitely was a good experience for me you know just taking that step even though like i wasn't you know i wasn't um like doing room and board there, you know, the fact that I was able to go out there and like still kind of experience that life, especially after I started pledging. Cause like I was at home for, yeah, like a good two months, <laughs> you know, I had to live with those guys. So <laughs> no. that definitely changed it, changed the experience for me too. And just seeing how like the other students, you know, how they had to get by off of, you know, like a, their meal cards and, and stuff like that, you know, it sort of gives you a, a different idea of how life will be, you know, after you graduate. And then um, the school that I went to, you know, there were a lot of students that came from like international abroad. So, you know, mm. we have, we had students from like all different walks of life from different continents. You know, we had like, you know, Asian students, students from Europe, you know, some of them came on like, uh, soccer scholarships. Some people came to join like the um, industrial design program or or like the science um, I forget the name but uh, was it uh, like the engineering program? You know, things like that. So I yeah. did get to meet like a lot of different people that, you know that were from different cultures. So that was definitely something you know, that that I appreciated out of that experience too. So, yeah. so when you went, so oh, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, I was going to add and piggyback off that because, um, you know, my experience going to school was very similar, having all the different walks of life. Um, and, you know, the, the umbrella that that's called is networking. You know, you meet different people from different places with um, different postures and, and different understandings. And so you start to, you know, cultivate a lot of that into your own character and you, you make some connections, you know, like, you know, going to school, I went to school for design and illustration, but I know a photographer. So if I ever need a photographer, I can, I can hit her up. I know a painter. So if I ever needed a mural or something on the large canvas, I can hit her up. Um, you know, I know a guy who does specifically, um, you know, 3d animation. I can talk to him. Like, so I have a lot of different avenues to, you know, kind of help. Um, if I were to ever chase or pursue something, you know, like personally on, or even professionally, um, I have people that I have met through that experience of, you know, that, that, sh- that social aspect that school does offer. And, you know, I can turn something 
into a collaboration, you know, because that's something we also talked about, Frank. You know, the idea of collaborating is, is a big thing, man. Um, and you know, finding that's, purpose that's and finding... Works, man. We, 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 we getting deeper on that, man. We got Brian yep. collaborating as an accountability yep. partner now. We got yep. other things in the work behind the thing too, man. We, you're absolutely right, but go ahead. Yeah, no, so just, yeah, again, to piggyback off Brian, yeah, that was my experience. That was my takeaway, um, you know, from college. And I have friends who are are approaching the age of 60, you know what I'm saying? And then I have friends who are still in their young, their mid to low 20s. And it's cool because, like, you know, it's co- college allows you the diversity of having friendships like that is where, you know, you just go to work, you know, you have work relationships that may or may not pick up and then you go home. You know what I'm saying? Or your your neighborhood best friends you grew up with that are across the country now kind of shit. Like, you know, so having a college um, experience, yeah, opened that up for me, too. And that was that was probably my most favorite takeaway, too, was the social um, aspect that it did give me. Yeah. Um, yeah, just it's just it's enriching, man. It's enriching to have, you know, different perspective from totally different people. But, you know, you again, you, you talked about that, too, Frank, you know, finding your tribe, finding your flock. Yeah, well, I mean, if you you find you find someone as in your degree in your program, well, shit, that's a buddy right there for life if you cultivate it. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just kind of cool to have that experience. It's not worth what it's worth, though. The price of college, you know, we <laughs> talked about that shit on our last. <laughs> yeah. We'll go into that just a little bit more, but yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It, it there's some give and some take for real. So yeah. Yeah, you know, I was just about to uh, touch on that, man. You know what? I um, I admire anybody who went to college and like knew from young that's what they wanted to do. That that's that's where they wanted to go. Because like, I could imagine, I I could only imagine being somebody who went to college because society said, "Yo, this is the way I'm supposed to go." You know what I'm saying? Even though you, because yo, when, when we're young, we really don't know what we want to do. You know what I mean? We, 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 you know, we listen to our, our you know, the people around us because we know they have the best intention for us, so they're probably telling us you know, a path that they think, you know, believe is going to work. But who's to say our destiny is there? So for anybody who know, like, knew they was going to college, like, you know what I mean? I would imagine that going to college, didn't, like, for me, again, that it sound, just the thought of it sound like dread. It sound like homework. It sound mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Just a bunch of more, more of the, 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 the same rigmarole I got in high school. But if I was thinking about it from a, uh, like, a I want to go perspective, then I would be more excited when I'm there. I'd be excited to meet new people. You know what I mean? I'll be making I'll be making better connections with people in a in a in a space that I pick for myself to go to. You get what I'm saying? I'm here because right. I wanted to be here. You get what I'm saying? So I could only imagine that like that having that feeling, like having that like I wanted to be here. Why are you here? Oh, because I wanted to be here. Why are you here? Uh, I don't know. I just didn't know what else to do. I ain't nowhere else to go. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I imagine that's a, a great way to find your flock, man. Is going to college, man, because there's going to be a lot of like-minded people there like you from all different walks of life, chasing all different th- dreams. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You network with them. I'm going to throw a random-ass fact because why not? You know, it's fun. But I learned something last week, and, uh, you know, after our conversation about the school and student loan debt and all that, I learned something. And, and, and out here in Colorado, we have a uh, – the radio station called us uh, Colorado public radio. Um, it's CPR or NPR. And they have uh, conversations about all sorts of shit, all sorts of shit. And to my surprise, 
student loan debt came up on one of the conversations. I was like, oh shit, like I'm gonna tune in, you know, and I only get like 10 minutes to before I get to work or whatnot. So, um, you know, I only got a little bit of it, but you know, I can look up the information for the full article if I needed. But I learned that um, here in America, which, you know, for student loan debt, um, black women own 43% of the debt it's alone, just black women. Like that, that's, to me, that's crazy. Like that, that is but it's wild. cool in, in the same way. It's crazy, but it's cool because that, that tells you that black women really give a shit about their education. They push that mm-hmm. higher education. To me, that is incredibly cool. But then it's like, damn, knowing that most of our student loan is, you know, where we are with that, again, the conversation about hitting the reset, I'm not going to go down that alley too deep, but you guys can kind of scratch the surface and wonder why some people may be against the idea of resetting. So anyway, moving on away from that a little bit, um, you know, I got some feedback from um some some of our viewers which big shout out to y'all love y'all for you know for engaging in the conversation in your own ways um and we really hope to have more of that you know this is peace of your mind you know not just frank Bryan and i peace of your mind you guys out there too you know we want you to be comfortable having these conversations whether they're heavy conversations whether they're light doesn't matter be a part of it we appreciate it we love it we need it so a couple of our viewers had um, a very similar uh, scope, if you will, and they're kind of pissed off with the politicians. Um, irritated beyond all hell because you vote for these people. They are public servants. They're supposed to work for us, not for us, for them. And yet they go into office with a lot of selfish uh, motive, um, a lot of greed, and you know, just really not giving a damn about the people. So I will take this moment just to say, you know, anybody out there um, at the age of it, you're you're able to vote, you know, take it serious. Go vote. You know, we we live in America, corporate America. We play their game. And the only way to play the game to our benefit is to get out there and make sure we do vote. Vote for people that will take policies that matter to you to the next level, to the top, you know, to the executive side of it all and make some change. Um, and you know, that is not just your taxes. That's also your education. That's also housing and, and, and availability for, for housing. And there's so much more that comes into it when you vote. So do that. Don't let the corrupt ones, you know, take over the whole country kind of shit. And again, that was a message from a couple of our viewers that, you know, it's, it's important to get out there and do that. So there y'all go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, man? Um, Yo, word again, shout outs to everybody who, who gives us feedback, man. We're we're learning, you know what I mean? We're we're learning what's engaging to you guys, you know what I mean? How 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 to carry on the conversation. So I appreciate you guys too, man. And you guys are giving me fuel, man. You guys are giving yes. me fuel, man. It makes it makes me happy, man. It makes me want to go some more. But anyway, um back yo, let's 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 switch back to that conversation. Let's switch back to the topic from last week, man. Cause you you you, you said something else that captivated me, like, you know, um, Somebody, somebody who who raised their perspective. Somebody's perspective has been r- risen on the the convers the, you know the topic of uh, you know loosening the you know re- letting the go of the student loans or getting you know paying off student student loans, right? 
which is, you know, really they're not paying off nothing. They just hitting the button and they're going to zero. Everybody give you no money to pay off no loan. But um so I could I, I could all I always can picture this in, in any any debate. Like people people are getting food stamps, somebody's upset about that. People are getting, you know, this kind of assistance, somebody's upset about that. So I could only imagine naturally somebody would be upset about other people getting off on student loans. I mean and, and for good reason, right? But when you're like that feeling will come about like first because we're you know we're creatures within ourselves. You get what I'm saying? So we're gonna think about ourselves first. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna think like, well, I had to, I had to do this. Like, but that ain't right. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I like the fact that like, you know. The person you was telling me about was able to, to open up their perspective on it because it's like they did, you know, they didn't think at first they was thinking in that in that one that one direction, but then they thought of it from another perspective. Like, well, wait a minute. Well, I know somebody who has student loans and I work with them, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So if if his student loans was eradicated, would he be a happier worker? You know what I'm saying? Would would he would he would he would he would he be as stressed when he come to work. You know what I'm saying? Would he, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it's like, it's not a direct, like, loosen it wouldn't be, uh, maybe not a direct benefit to you, but maybe it could maybe it could be a roundabout benefit to you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I wonder how many other ways that could be a roundabout, uh, uh, you know, situation for somebody else. Like, so, like, boss, employee, I understand. Like, well, I, 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 I'm, and, well, other ways, it got to be like some other scenarios. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I would. I would agree, bro. You know, that's you know, that's just one aspect of it. But yeah, that, thinking about it in a roundabout way, you know, that's that's the thing. I guess that's a very American thing is that we're all so concerned with how it affects us directly. You know, directly. and so we don't necessarily take the time to focus on, you know, what's going on over here or over here. You know, nah, that's. That's not in front of me, out of sight, out of mind, right? We, we, we do that shit a lot. But yeah, if in a roundabout way, I, yo, I agree. Could could that person be a happier employee? Could they come to work and give another thirty percent of themselves to to benefit the business? You know, could they out do more outreach? Could they? Do, yeah, anyway, yeah, you, like just kind of going on what you said. There's got to be other ways in in which that has a benefit in a manner that's not so available to, you know, your site. Like, and I, I'm curious about it, you know, so if, you know, I don't know if you have an, anything B, if you've got an example or if any of our viewers have an example of that, you know, that would be cool to hear because yeah, it just cause it doesn't directly affect you. Doesn't mean it's not affecting you in some way later on or somewhere else. So that's a, right. that's a fun one to play with, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, f- I feel like, you know, a lot of people, uh, they have like a, a distrust of how some of these systems work. You know, they feel as if, oh, you know, I'm paying all these taxes. I'm doing this. Oh, I paid off my debt or, you know, I'm paying off my debt. I'm in the process of paying off my debt. And, you know, in their minds, they're thinking, oh, such and such. Some of these people are just lazy they're not even attempting to pay their debts. They're just kind of waiting for something like this to happen, <laughs> you know? So, you know, mm-hmm. it's stuff like that, that, um, that feeds into their ego as well. 
or like you know people who do receive like certain benefits like uh food stamps or you know WIC benefits things like that you know um there's a perception of them that you know they're not making an attempt to help themselves or you know they're not trying to better their situation and that comes from like a lack of understanding um and just like you know the sense of community not really being there the way it used to be you know so you know that's definitely that's my perspective on it you know a lot of it comes from just uh you know people feel like they're they don't want they don't want people to continue benefiting uh without having to work towards something or or not trying to put forth an earnest effort to help themselves out of the situation not realizing that they may be in this situation um not not of their own doing necessarily or not that they're not trying to better their situation but when you have like you know new taxes being introduced for no reason and <laughs> you you have these debts that are just piling up you got to keep the lights on you got to you know you got to keep heat in your home and, you know there's a lot of things piling up you know the minimum wage is like 15 bucks but it doesn't really that doesn't help you know <laughs> you, 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 you know what B, when, when when your world is small right and mm-hmm. you know this is not a sign that anybody but when your world is small for you know going going back to an example when we were kids right we knew Bridgeport, you know what I'm saying? We knew Bridgeport, and we, we grew up with a lot of people that only known Bridgeport, you know what I mean? So everything that's happened in Bridgeport is the world today, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then you're, when you when you had an opportunity to open up your perspective, right? And, like, you know, for you know for us, we got to go see the islands when we were young, you know what I mean? We got to go visit that. That was a, that was a oh. Oh, bro, bro, we had to fly on some airplanes. We had to take a stop in Puerto Rico. Like, you know what I mean? Before we touched down, like, we had to do a lot of things before we even got to where we was going. You know what I mean? And this, and the visit, seven years old, eight years old, however old we was, bro, that opened up my mind. It made me see the world is much bigger. And when, when you, when you, when you kind of get a chance to step away from the world that you, the only world you thought you, you knew, you start to realize, like, yo, like these, like these problems are problems, but they're not like everything. You know what I mean? There's people going through worse elsewhere. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Anyway, I get what you're saying, though, B. For real, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, bro. Yeah, we, we yeah. Know, we know just... what we know, and so you know, so so for some people who haven't gotten the opportunity to get their further mind to expand for whatever reason. You know what I mean? We we were blessed because we happened to have a father who came from the islands. You get what I'm saying? But the story could have been a whole different. You know what I mean? And I could have been viewing I could have been viewing the world in a place like you're talking about. Like, you know what I mean? Just kind of stuck in that loop and not understanding. Like, I wanna, yeah, I wanna get out of here. I wanna do better. But this is all I know. This is what I see my parents do. This is what the people around me do. Like, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't come from a place where uh uh Finance was was already sustained when I got here. Like you know what I mean. We didn't have no, you know. So yeah, I kind of I kind of get where I get where you're coming from with that though. I can understand it. Like and I can understand some. I can understand why somebody who hasn't you know felt that struggle wouldn't understand that struggle at all to want to wanna say like yo yeah give him a break man. We all deserve a break every now and then. Give him a freaking break. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know some people just lack empathy. They don't know how to empathize. They. They haven't been in that situation, so it's so foreign to them. Like you know, they're 
their thought on it is like, oh, you know, why can't they just work through it? You know, like, oh, it, yeah. it can't be that difficult. But, you know, they don't know, you know, they don't know what it's like uh, for the freaking electric company to call their mom, hounding them. Uh, oh, we're about to shut off your electricity. And then they got to go scramble. Yeah. to. Yo, Brian, let me let me let me tell you something. Be now an interesting uh, perspective on that on that thought there. So, people people who are born and or, or raised up or they're used to being in a, a, a you know like middle class high high class, right? A lot, yo. I I, I used to listen to um, Dave Ramsey, bro, and I used to be in awe like with when these people start talking about their debts. Oh, I'm I'm a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar in debt. Or, or matter of fact, it'd be bigger than that, right? But then they'd be like, "Yeah, I make three hundred thousand a year." I'm like, "Wait, what? <laughs> like, like, wait, what? You struggling? And you making three hundred thousand a year? You get what I'm saying, bro? Like, even those people are stuck in their own little bubble, b, and they doing it. They running around the same hamster wheel, b. Like, they don't understand why. They don't want. They like just like you're lost, and we don't understand how to get out, of, get ourselves out of debt or student loans and stuff like that. Yo, they be, they deal with the same problems. They just you know, you drive a Honda, they drive a, you know, a Tesla, you know what I mean? <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> right. that's you know, the, the, the biggest difference, like, you know what I'm saying? But it, they, yo, they, they feel, yo, that's the thing, you you talked about empathy, but it's like, yo, they feel, they understand feelings, because they, they go through their own struggle too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah it's and just I'm, on a different level. There's only but so many ways you can translate <laughs> stress. There's only but so many ways mm. you can translate happiness. There's only but so many ways you can translate anger. You know what I mean? So it, feelings are universal. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe me and a, a, a Asian person can't speak the same language, but we're capable of feeling when we see. You know what I mean? If we see something ain't right, you know what I mean, or experience something. I, I don't. I think people just like being lost in the sauce, bro. That's what I think. <laughs> I, I want to add to that, though. I want to play. I'm gonna play the other side of that, Frank, because. Yo, I agree. Like, you know, um, you you hear it in Biggie's, you know, more money, more problems, right? <laughs> but my my argument with that is like, you just said it, you know, like a Tesla. I, like in my mind, as soon as you were talking about cars, I'm like, oh yeah, we're driving a Honda, they're driving Bentleys or something, right? But what's the downgrade from a Honda? Probably getting on a bike or a bus, public transportation, right? What's the downgrade from a Bentley? The Honda, right? What's the downgrade from being in an apartment? Living on the street. the street. What's the downgrade from being up in a mansion? Right? So while the problems do exist, the option and the ability to downgrade exists for them, where for millions of Americans, it actually doesn't. Because the downgrade is being on the fucking street. You yeah. know, and then if you got kids, yo, you can't. You can't. So it, yeah, yeah. while while the problems exist, the the cost is not the same, unfortunately, and that's that's my perspective of it. Because yo, if I was living in a five million dollar fucking mansion, well, I mean, you know, do I really need it? Probably not, man. Probably not. Yo, no. all I need is a three bedroom, one for me and my lady, one for my son, one for my daughter. I don't need nothing more than that. But yo. then you got people that want bigger, better, more comfortable. You know, more lavish, more this, more that. So you start getting into that mindset that this is what you need because it's what you're used to. When if you've never been down here with most of us, you don't know what it's like because you don't 
you're not in jeopardy of losing everything. You're losing. Yeah. Oh, I got to change. All right. You know what? Maybe I won't go to that fucking gym class that cost me $400 a month for Tybo this or whatever. We don't have that choice because we already ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the problems exist. I agree with you there. They have their own set of problems, but the cost of which they can lose is not the same. And that's yeah. kind of where a lot of the difference is. And again, y'all, early on, Frank, we talked about sympathy and we talked about empathy. So you can sympathize. I can sympathize with them in their problems, but I don't know that they can empathize because of the different style of life they have. Like if I don't pay my bills, I'm going to freeze my ass off and I've got kids, you know? So like, there's a, there's a, there's a bit of a difference there, man, but not to, not to discredit what they've got. No, that's, that's real. It's very real. So it's, it's crazy because we're all living on the same fucking plane of existence, man. But the worlds we're in are way fucking different, dude. It's wild to me. Yeah. Oh, that kind of makes me, um, that makes me think of this, uh, I went on a mansion tour one time in, in Rhode Island. You know, it was the uh, the Breakers Mansion. So, like, that's the, the mansion that uh, Vanderbilt had, had made. Like, he was one of the richest men in the country, you know, at the time. And that was, like, yep. his summer home. Uh, and that place was huge. There's so many rooms. Like, it, it's amazing. But, <laughs> you know... Over a few generations, his family wasn't able to hold on to it. You know, they they were throwing all these lavish parties and and like, you know, they were hosting like, you know, celebrities and politicians and things like that. And, you know, they were more or less like squandering the money, you know, because they they didn't have the same type of work ethic that he had. You know, he built it. His son was able to to maintain. But, you know, after like his son's sons passed, you know. A couple generations down, they just grew up. They were already affluent. They didn't have to work. They didn't know what it meant to work. And, mm-hmm. you know, that entire house, you know, they ended up having to sell it to, you know, uh, the historical society because they weren't going to be able to maintain it. Hmm. Nah. Yeah. So, like, you know, if they had it in their minds to to maybe downsize or, you know, cut down on the party and, you know, actually maintain the family business. They could, they could be so, generations, so, generations still in that house. So, yeah. the, so the thing is, the thing is, B, um, Hector and B, man, the, the, I guess the, the, com, the, com, the common denominator is that we're all trapped in our minds. You know what I'm saying? In our, like, if, if we, if we grew up in that, in that place, in our minds to go any lower than where we are, it, it, we might as well kill ourselves, and, and, and they have done that. You know what I'm saying? Whereas opposed yeah. to like, yo, we can get, yo, I, I, I can hit the, if I hit the lottery, bro, and I, and I lost it all, like, yo, okay, back to point zero, bro. I've been lower than this before. It's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. But, right. I mean, that, yo, that, that is a big fact, though, heck, man. I, like, yo, if they were capable of thinking, like, yo, I could just downgrade, or, you know what I mean, to like, to like get my comeback up, but, Mm-hmm. Then when you think about what Brian said, like, yo, after a few generations, like this was this was their floor. This was their yeah. this was their floor. You get what I'm saying? My floor was right here. I don't know how the people below below this floor, I don't even know how they got there. You know what I'm saying? I was born right here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Like, you know what I mean? If I ain't going up, then I'm coming, I'm staying right here. If I go any lower, yo, I'm jumping. That's it. Mm-hmm. Can't take it no more. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting, bro. That's that's cool to hear that. Like, it, yo, it, yeah, we all got problems, man. And, and you know, like you were kind of emphasizing, you know, we all have um, different factors that uh, lead us to stress and different factors that lead us to happiness and you know what I'm saying? So like we, we experience all these different emotions on different spectrums. Um, but that really does start up here in our mind, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, if we're trapped up there, it could be a living hell for some, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, man, I, I, that's cool. Yeah. I, I hear y'all. That was dope. That's perspective. And so y'all, everybody out there, man, y'all again, chip in and, and, and enlighten us a little more. If you got something to add to that, cause I, Gave me a whole new, a whole new train of thought with that, Frank Farrell. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Now you, you know what, guys? I, I had a, I actually had a, um, like an aha moment, right? Because you know, I've been living in, I've been living on that this like survival, survival based mentality my whole life. Like, gotta get the next check, gotta pay the next bill, gotta you know pay the car insurance, you know rent, rent's due. Like same, that same shit different day like i I've, I've lived that and that was my focal that was my and i started to realize like yo you know what you know what if you stress it if you stress it enough you get everything you desire if you stress it enough you get everything you desire that's in 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 it and stress is not like how can i say it stress is not it doesn't work for the good and it doesn't work for the bad. It just works for it. It is what it is. Right? So if you want to stress, if you want to stress getting a check week to week, how are you going to pay your rent? You know, maybe possibly getting food stamps. Hey, I heard people, I heard about people stressing over getting disability. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And fighting to get disability. Yo, you don't and yo. You you don't have you you only have to be you only have to do but so much fighting for your limitations. You get what I'm saying? You're gonna get what you want. You want disability? You got you gunning for it. That's the stress of yours. You're gonna get disability. They're gonna give it to you. But what is it gonna cost? You know what I mean? I've seen people pretending to be feel sick or hurt. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, you know you you start pretending so much you become that person. Yeah, you, you know start what I mean? to believe it. Yep. You start to believe it. You get what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's. Something stress, that's something stress is capable of doing. Like, you know, stress is capable of getting you what you want. You hear what I'm saying? But now if you think about it from a successful, some of these successful people standpoint that you've heard about, the ones that came up from nothing, the ones that came from different countries and became millionaires, millionaires and shit like that. You know what I mean? What were they stressing? You got to think about that. What were the kind of things they were stressing? Were they stressing about, you know, the the rent for next week or, or, or like, you know, just... Like that's the main thing. Like I gotta get this rent. I gotta get this food stamp. I gotta get this disability. Or or they they are they more so stressing the idea that they have in their head and making it something tangible. The idea that they have in their head and providing a service for somebody. The idea that they have in their head and giving giving a product to somebody. All that shit is stressful too. They found success at some point, but they had to endure some some level of stress to get there. You know what I mean? So I'd agree with you, bro. Yo, I'd say that stress is a it's, it's a volatile fuel source, bro. Like it it could benefit you or it could ruin you. You know what I'm saying? And it depends on how 
you know, how active you are with it, you know, whether you let it go down to dark or to light, you know what I'm saying? Like, I saw that's a very volatile source of fuel, man. And some people use it to their benefit. You know, oh, I got to pay rent. Well, I know rent, it's due, so I'm a hustle to get rent. Or, you know what? Fuck, I can't pay rent. I don't know what I'm going to do. Give up. You know, so that, that could go yeah. either way, bro. That's, it takes a disciplined mind to be able to kind of master stress. Cause yeah, stress, man. Stress can kill you, bro. That is a mm-hmm. that is a killer right there. <laughs> so. from, from that story, man, it sounds like stress can build you up too. You know what yeah, I'm it, saying? It, it, yeah. Yo, what? Yeah. What are we choosing? What are we choosing to stress, man? You know what I mean? Yo, no. now, a, a person, a person that at, at the end of the day, all they wanted was that man. That man, no matter what he did, no matter what he's doing, you know, cheating or, or whatever. Like yo, sometimes sometimes those women get the man what they they want too. It don't matter. You you that's what you want. That's what you got. Yeah, yeah he's a cheater. Yeah, he ain't shit. Like, but this is what you want. This is what you. This is what you beckon. This is what you're calling. This is what you're telling the universe. This is what you're telling God. This is what you're telling God you want. Mm-hmm. It's on your mind all the time. You know what I mean? You're trying to figure out ways how to keep it around. What we stress, we find we find solutions for it. You get what I'm saying? That's. Yeah. Like, that's what stress is all about. What we stress, we find solutions for. So uh, uh, the only thing you're stressing is your man, and you're going to find solutions to keep that man. Like, are you, you're going to keep working towards it. You know what I'm saying? Or making excuses. Or making way. excuses. You know what I'm saying? That's still part of keeping it. You know what I mean? You yep. make, that's what you want. You want it so bad, you're going to make excuses. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It, same thing. That's good, bro. The, the Wright brothers wanted to fly so bad, bro. They was going up against millionaires, I heard, bro. These, and the Wright brothers weren't, they were like, you know, some, I don't remember what state they were from, but they were just like some city boys, you know what I mean? Or country boys or whatever. And they was going up against some billionaires that wanted to be the first ones to fly. And they, they, they went and got all the big headers. And the Wright brothers was able to do it first. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I believe it's North Carolina. Is it North Carolina? North Cacolac? Oh, you Carolina. know what? Their, their license plates do say first in flight, huh? Yeah, although I heard <laughs> it's actually someone in Bridgeport beat them to it by like a year or two. Where Bridgeport? Mm. Where Connecticut? Yeah, like yeah, I don't I know if you it. ever. Yeah, like I don't know if you ever saw the little statue they got up there on on Commerce Drive. You know, by the by the McDonald's. Sometimes they put hey, a little man. statue on an airplane that says "First in Flight." Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go uh, get a video recording of that, bro. We got to make that. We got to put that on the real actor. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's, it's debated. Oh, right? everybody in North Carolina now. We want the first to fly. Guys. Yeah, it's debated. So it looks like it looks like um, <laughs> it looks like Indianapolis and in Ohio is where the bro- the brothers were born, but they oh. flew to Carolina. Um, oh, and I guess they needed some place with steady winds of fifteen to twenty miles per hour. In order to do it, so oh, okay. so yeah, just to oh, okay. just to, just to get that out there, you know, just so we <laughs> we're good, you know, so people don't come at us like y'all are dumb. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. bro, we have to get lost in this information. Go on, I'm sorry, go on left real quick, bro. We're gonna get lost in this information age anyway, man. I already, yeah. I already yeah. had them tell me that uh, uh, Sinbad ain't never play a genie or something Dude, like that. The Mandela hey, effect, like, bro. <laughs> And then the Mandela <laughs> effect, like, I'm like, wait, ain't he dead? Like, he had nah, a child. <laughs> we're in, oh, the, we in the information age. I'm about to, about to go over here and ask chat, so he's going to tell me a fucking lie, and I'm going to believe it. Oh, man. <laughs> It'd be like that
What, what were you going to say, B? Oh, uh, no, I was going to say there's there's a few like examples of uh, Mandela Effect, like Looney Tunes, Bear Steam Bears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bunch. It's about to get real crazy, man. They probably about to believe whatever they want to believe, man. Yeah. They're all chatting for them, okay? <laughs> yes, there's aliens. Yes, yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. All right, go ahead, yo, man. Last... It's not like you want to bring us into pushing opinions, bro. Yeah, bro, we're here. We're I'm doing it, man. It's, it's that time, bro. Because I figured, yeah, last week brought about a pretty intelligent and deep conversation, and it was fun. And so I wanted to kind of do it again, y'all. If we, we pull up something light or something heavy, hey, whatever. But I wanted to go ahead and let, you know, that conversation kind of start. And then if it spills into the next episode, I'm with it, you know, and just let's get it going. So we got a bunch of different topics this time around, man. So when y'all are ready, bro, I'll get it. I'm ready, man. Let's get it. What what, 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 what are our choices? (laughs) Oh, we got lots. We got got all sorts of stuff, you know, Some, some from last week. Um, some new ones like, you know, how important is cooking in your home or, you know, when's the last time you played at the playground kind of thing? Like actually got up on the slide up on the swings. Um, we got some heavy ones like addiction, um, the fear of harm as we age. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see. Let's go ahead and I'm going to click it and let's just see what the wheel does for us. Yo. Let's do it, man. It's, it's exciting, man. Let's do it. I'm going to have this well picture from you all the time, man. We got to play rock, paper, scissors one of these yeah. times. <laughs> Ooh, that's a heavy one. That's that's a heavy one. Did she? You were someone you love? Okay. Damn. Alright. Addiction. You were someone you love. Time to be vulnerable. Oof. Um I have been blessed to not have anyone in my in my immediate family suffer addiction you know an addiction could be the pharmaceuticals it could be the alcohol it could be the hard drugs um i i've been blessed not to have anyone in my family suffer immediately but i have unfortunately been exposed to it um and that shit will rock your world that that shit is heavy that's a heavy one um, you know, my lady has had people in her family struggle with it. Um, yeah, man, it, that is a very scary fucking place to be, man. Cause addiction comes in lots of different forms, you know, and you don't know you're addicted because, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is the complacent part of the mind accepting it. You know, this is the part of the brain that is stuck in survival mode and thought to, you know, I need this thing. Yeah, figuring out ways to tell you what's okay and stuff like that. Yep, yep. Going back to making excuses, you know, making excuses. I need this thing. Yeah, you just, exactly, you justify it. Uh, Yeah, I'll come back to it, but yo, what about you guys? Where do you guys stand with that, man? Hey, man, listen, man. You you know what, man? Uh, Addiction. All right, so I, I want to just go ahead and say um, <clears throat> we are all addicted, okay? Every last person is addicted. We're all addicted to something. There's so many things to be addicted to, like Hector was just ending off saying. There's so many things to be addicted to. Some of us, I mean, some of it is some of it is hard stuff, and I got some stories there, and then some of it is, is 
you know, light stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Or we th- we make light of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We make light of sitting still too long. We make light of, uh, you know, playing in our, our phones or, or, you know, doing meaningless things too long. So we all have addiction. I, yo, you know what? I didn't, I used to hear sugar was an addiction, but I, I didn't take it serious, right? Until I, until I like weaned myself off. Like I, I, I've tried to, um, I tried a three day fast. Matter of fact, I went for like seven days and then I tried to like, when I got back into it, um, I started off slow. And I, mind you, I've done fasting plenty of times before, but I used to just go right back to the steak and cheese sandwiches, sugar in my coffee, whatever. But this time I started off slow. Nothing but soups and salads for like the first week and fruits. And then, you know, I kind of like eased my way back into eating, bro. And then I went to go drink some coffee and I asked for the regular like three sugars, bro. And that junk, yo, that junk gave me like a, a wild like that. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing like, yo, just how much sugar is in there. And then it wasn't until I went to work one day and um, one of my coworkers was just like, yo, I, um, I, you know, I need my morning coffee. And I'm like, what you mean you need your morning coffee? Like, you know, the day just starting. Like, I'm energetic in the morning for no reason. So I'm not, I'm not energetic. She's like, no, I can't start my day. Uh, like, you know, and, um, I think she was saying, like, she she has to have sugar in it. Like, I was telling her, like, I drink coffee, no sugar. She's like, no, I, I have to have sugar. <laughs> I said to her, I was like, yo, you sound like a whole crackhead right now. <laughs> like, you know, what you mean you have to have sugar? Like, but. Yeah, um, addiction, man. I I don't know. I think it, I big big or small. I think it's definitely good to be aware if um of your addictions if you have any. Um, you know, just be mindful of them. Like, you know what I mean? If, like, know that like, yo, this is like not regular. This is not you know something that most people deal with. Like, you know what I mean? I like I I think to be aware of it is good, and I think. With addiction, it is it's definitely important to be around your loved ones. You know what I mean? Because like Hector, you said, like Hector said, we get into these delusions, we make up these excuses, we justify, we you know, and nobody ever tells us it's okay. Same shit, different day. Like oh, that's you know, Frankie drunk again. That's always Frankie. Frankie always drunk. It's no, it becomes normal. You being drunk becomes normal to people. You know what I'm saying? You being you being high becomes normal to people. Like you, you start hanging around with people, other people that get high and drunk all the time and stuff like that. They're not gonna tell you, yo, bro. Like yo, this is you, you know this is looking a little crazy right now. You looking at, like you, yo, you fell asleep um, underneath the table at the bar, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a loved one, and it, it may it may may turn into an argument, and may may turn into a tough conversation. They're always tough conversations, but the tough conversations are the ones we need to have because the tough conversations are the ones that help people grow. So, like yo, if, if, yeah, I mean, I I say if anybody knows anybody who's dealing with some kind of addiction, you know it, and they could be doing better, and they seem like they're unaware. Like yo, it may be a, it may cause a fight. They may not want to talk to you for a week or two, or whatever, but. Like yo, they need to know. You only for you have to like they have you have to raise people's awareness first to the fact that there's something wrong, and um, <clears throat> that's the first step. You know what I mean? They can get angry, they can get upset, they can go, you know, um, you know, not stop talking to you. But yo, if if they, if they truly love you back, you know what I'm saying? Whatever words you said to them, they're gonna remember. It's gonna stick with them. It's gonna, it's gonna start. That's gonna flow, start flowing around their head. They might tell themselves four or five times, like, "Who the fuck Frank think he is, man? Telling me I'm a, 
I'm addicted to whatever. Else. Who the fuck you? You know what I mean? But if they know it came from a place of love, they yeah, they feel it. You know what I mean? As much as people want to ignore it, they feel it. You know? Yeah, they, hear when the, you, they, they hear when the real one talking, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I I've experienced you know uh, friends with addiction. Um, you know, just like you know, being in that college atmosphere, like you see how it changes people. You know, um, like a a really good friend of mine. You know, he was a few years, he, yeah, he was a couple years behind us. So like, I see him his freshman year up until his senior year because we were still hanging out and stuff. And like, I saw how his personality changed, like you know how his behavior changed. And it was pretty alarming, you know. He he was like a good kid, you know, and he started hanging out with these these other um these other students like that he had class with, and you know some of them they were into like you know drinking and and like certain drugs and and things like that. And one of them he was like really close with, you know. He would hang out with him like almost every day, you know. He's drinking, you know. It's midday. He's like having drinks, and you know, uh, there was a time where he was banned from the campus for a while uh, because of an incident that went on. And you know, we thought that he he wasn't going to come back from it. Like you know, we tried like sitting him down, talking to him, telling him, "Listen, like you know, this is like next level. Like this, is, like what's going on? This isn't normal." And um, you know, un- unfortunately, you know, one of the kids that he used to hang out with ended up passing away from an overdose. And it took that to happen for him to to see, you know, you know, the error of his ways and to start turning things around. And the kid that that passed away, he was a really smart kid. Like you can ask him anything. And he had all this information. And it's just so unfortunate that, you know, he turned to such heavy drug use, you know, in his life. I don't know you know, what drove him to that, but, you know, they were kind of, like, the the relationship that they had is, like, you know, they were feeding off of each other, and, you know, unfortunately, it took one of them to pass for the other one to straighten things up. Oh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the thing about mankind that I've come to understand you know just throughout history and you know there's always some sort of precipice necessary for change for real change to occur and i hate that it takes that so you know why do we need to be looking straight down off the edge of a cliff in order to fucking change something you know what i mean um and it's that's scary because you know i too experienced something very similar b um in my late teenage years, you know, I, there was this dude that would always come around and, uh, this real pretty dude, man. Always had the, you know, the, the straightest edges, bro. The nastiest fade, always had the jewelry and the flyest clothes, man. Dude, dude really cared about himself. Like made himself look real good. So when he came around, he brought that energy, you know, cause he was a good dude. Like, and then I remember, you know, he came around one day and he was, he was not him. He was not him. He was, uh, it was, there was something else inside his body. And I can't tell you how much that scared the shit out of me because I knew what happened. You know, he, 
he smoked something that was laced and it he was just done he was not him anymore and uh that was my precipice to you know hey put down any if i'm smoking weed i'm not smoking again if i'm smoking cigarettes i'm not smoking again if i'm i'm not doing that i'm not indulging that um because you know i would see this guy you know once once a week once every other week and then one day he was just ruined forever and that scared the shit out of me because it's just like you don't you just don't know man you just you know you don't really fucking know and that experience really kind of made me start to hate the idea of you know substance usage you know whether oh yeah i have a bottle of wine you know every night or oh you know hey yeah just have a cocktail or two with the buddies or yeah i smoke a little weed like you know to me all of that shit is not favorable you know and it scares me because of that one experience and uh you know, I know a lot of people that, that drink, that smoke, and, you know, I'm not going to be here and sit and tell you it's not good for you because, you know, it has its benefits, whatever, sure. But, like, when you're a habitual user, yeah, I, I speak up and I say something. And to the extent where I know you'll hear me kind of shit, but then, you know, kind of going back to what you were talking about, Frankie, yo, sometimes these people that are addicted, man, love isn't enough. Being around good people isn't enough. They are trapped. And that's, that's normal to them. That's, you know, their, their world is on fire. So this thing is the only thing that puts out that fire, but it, in reality, it's causing it to be even more explosive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it's, that's a heavy one, bro. Cause like I said, I got to experience it in a lot of different ways in my life growing up. And I have very rarely seen people come back from it um it's not to say it's impossible but it is fucking hard to come back from the edge you know what i'm saying and and a lot of people skate very fucking closely to that edge um you know i i don't know man that's that's a heavy one and like i said i i'm I'm in love with a woman that has had family members experience that shit and it breaks my heart bro like because what can you do if not watch you know what do you like what can you do what can you really do you know intervention how how can that work if the other person's not ready to receive you can't forcibly put someone into a safe space unless you really actually do you put them in a home you know, for like, like a rehab or something, you forcibly put them there kind of shit. But like, it's just scary, man, because, you know, you, you love someone so much, man, that you, sometimes you enable it, you know, you, until you can find the courage yourself to check it, to, to course correct. But then even if you try, how successful will you be? You know, and so then those factors are weighing on your mind. That's a that's a that's a dark one, man. That's a that, addiction is very scary, man. Um, my son, I got an email from my son's school today that uh, they're gonna get ready to talk to him about uh, marijuana, you know. And yeah, you know, growing up, in high schools now, man. Yep, yep. And yo, you hear it, y'all. We heard it all our life. That's a gateway drug. It's a, yo, it really is. As I was little, I was like, what the hell is a gateway drug? But as an adult, yo, it really is because. The whole understanding of what a gateway is, is, yo, you, 
once you break the threshold, everything else is wide open. You know what I'm saying? So you might yeah. tell yourself, oh, I, I, could, I smoked a little weed. I could probably, I could probably take a, you know, I could probably take an E, no problem. And then you go down the, you know, you keep going down those stairs, man. And coming up is a hell of a lot harder than going down. Um, yeah, you, you know what? I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to actually twist it and make it make it a little light before we before, before we end this talk. But you know what, heck, man, with, with the addiction, with the with the drugs, and you know, and of course, there's levels to everything, right? But yep. even with like, like, let's talk about weed for a second, right? So I didn't do. I didn't smoke weed majority of my life. Like mm-hmm. I haven't tried it at all. Like majority of my life, it wasn't until I hit thirty I tried. It. But it was always something I was actually interested in, right? Because, like, yo, we, we grew up, we, we grew up, we seen it all around us in Bridgeport, you know what I mean? My yep. older cousins, uh, shit, kids my age when, when we were kids. But, you know, I seen adults. Same thing with liquor, too. You know, I seen adults drinking um, and, and stuff like that. And I never judged the, I never judged the substance so much. Like, you know what I mean? Not with those things. Because I didn't see nobody, I didn't see people doing nothing I felt was, like, out of control. You know what I mean? Um, I heard, you know, I've heard of people using it as excuses. They get drunk. Oh, I was drunk that night. Or, you know, I was high that night. Like, they, you know, they, they, they start to do that. But I've also met people who drink. And they're, like, the calmest people in the world. Like, the coolest people in the world. You know what I'm saying? I've met people that smoke. And they're the coolest people in the world. I, I had an uncle that was on, on, on crack, and he he wasn't so cool. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it, like with now with crack, it took it only took me like being around one person who was on on you know that something that strong for me to realize like yo, I, um, I don't think I ever want to try that. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't like for me, I, I get what you're saying. This is scary. It's scary. It is a gateway. It could be a gateway drug. But some of these drugs is more so about mindset. You know what I'm saying? It's something like mindset is a big deal. Like some people smoke, drink, and do other things, and it's 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 solely to to distract them, or it's solely to distract them from something that's bothering them, them, or like you know what I mean, or to to like decompress or stress. You know what I mean? So they're taking it on to cover up something bad. You get what I'm saying? And I I think that kind of changes the whole paradigm because some people start chasing a high like they they're smoking they're not smoking to elevate their mind they're not smoking to relax they're smoking to forget so when you're smoking too much when you start smoking excessively and i've heard this before you know what i'm saying from smokers before i started smoking and during my uh, me smoking is oh i need at least two blunts to get high like two blunts like yeah (laughs) i'm yeah that shit you thought it's throw me back like True. I, so would you I say first of all? Oh yeah, um, sorry. Question. So, so would you say that the problem, or one of the problems, could be that a lot of people start smoking maybe too early in life? Where I think you know, that, I think I personally think that's a that's a big deal. I mean, we're yeah. immature. We're kids, bro. When I was again, when I was in high school, I seen high schoolers do it. And mind you, I was a person that used to be able to like. Jump dabbling groups. I used to be able to go hang out with the cool kids, the nerds, like, and everything in between. But when things would go too far left for me, I would, I would go my way. You know what I'm saying? So like, 
you know, hanging out with the cool dudes, we talking, you know, girls and whatever, like, they start talking about who's smoking me out after school and the stupid <laughs> stuff they do when they high. I'm no longer yeah. part of that conversation. You know what I'm saying? I used to remove myself. Like, so, I, but I, I definitely feel like it is a part of it is a maturity thing. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely a maturity thing. You I've might not fully really develop when, you, when you're young either. You, you know, you yeah. start smoking that shit. Yep. You know what I mean? Just You have no knowledge on it. You don't even have no knowledge that it can be beneficial to you. You get what I'm saying? Or you can use it for sleep. Or you can use it for... Some people don't even have that much knowledge. Especially back then. All this sativa talk and indica and hybrids and giving you information now is, is like, kind of new. You know what I mean? Off the street, it was just known as, you know, street name. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I've always, and, I've always looked at it as, you know... you. Definitely on that maturity thing. Um, you know, you can't be a functioning adult if you relied on that in early age. You know what I'm saying? But if you managed to become a functioning adult first and then tried those things, there's a chance you have a little better grasp on reality. You know your limits. You know when too much is too much kind of shit. And then you also have something a little more to lose. You know, as a kid, mom and dad's taking care of me. I could smoke. I'm good. As an adult, well, I mean, shit. If you started later in life, you realize, okay, I, I, there is a, there is a point in which I can't return, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I really feel like that does make a huge impact because it is a, it, you know, it's a pandemic across America, man. How many, how many kids are introduced to weed or pills in their teenage years? You know, probably ninety percent, probably more than that. Like every child in America is a little too close to that shit, and I know I was, you know. Yeah, um, true. Yeah. Like, so, I've had the opportunity, but I never, you know, I never took it. <laughs> you know, yep. I've been offered to smoke before, and I'll just tell my friends, ah, now nah, I'm cool. And luckily, I had friends that didn't try to peer pressure me. Like, if I told them yep. one time, yeah, nah, I'm good. Yeah, just leave me alone. They don't press me about it. So, yep. you know, I, I guess I am fortunate in that sense, you know, to, well, one, have the sense to decline, and two, have friends who, who didn't look at it as if I was judging them for doing it or, you know, tried mm -hmm. to pressure me into doing it with them. Right. Right. You didn't, yeah. yeah, you didn't find yourself in that cycle, that vicious cycle of, you know, acceptance. Oh, I need to be accepted by these people. They're my friends. I want them to accept me. I got to do what they do. Cause that whole when in Rome, right. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of kids, unfortunately, fall into that, that clicky behavior. Oh, y'all, yeah, the, the smokers are going to smoke, bro. They invited us. Let's go do it. And then, oh, man, yo, now they're trying to go drink. So let's go drink. And then, you know, you start mixing shit and you, hey, you know, start start running across bad equations when you start mixing shit like that. Man. Hey, yo, so, when, you, when you're young, you're adventurous too, bro. Everything's yeah, new to you. You know what I mean? You said it, bro. You said it before, Frank. When you're young, you got the energy for that bullshit, bro. And you better yeah. believe it, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know? you got the energy. Like you said, you got the room. You probably, you probably still live with your parents. Like, mm -hmm. you don't know what it is to have overhead. Like, to, to really think, like, hmm, I want, I want a bag this I want a bag this week, bro. Rent is due. Yep. I guess I ain't getting yep. a bag. You ain't got nothing on the scale, bro. There's nothing there to balance you out. You know, you got to have your yin and your yang. But if yeah. you don't have one or the other, man, you're going too far off in one direction kind of shit. And that, yeah, that's a dangerous place to be, man. Um, Yo, heck, you know what, heck, bro? We was fortunate enough to have um, an uncle who um, who lived, who survived through his addiction. You know, he's still here with us, man. And um, 
you know, um, so a, a story I like to make light of now. When we were younger, you know, my uncle came to live with us at one point, right? And bro, this 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 will wrap it up for any kid, especially today, bro. But we went to school, right? Mind you, my uncle had a thing for stealing. We already knew that shit. But we went to school and we came home. And, you know, we came home excited, bro. We was ready to play the PlayStation. We had a PS1. That was a PS1, I remember, bro. Yeah, yeah. That and, was a great one. Was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great one, man. <laughs> so, we came home from school, man. Yo, after it, it, you know, your kids are so sweet. We were sweet. Me and my brother was not stupid, bro. But we came home from school, and we were like, yo, what happened to our PlayStation? My uncle gone go. My uncle gone go. Oh, um, the TV fell on it, so I, I threw it out. Like, yo, who... Yo, sir, who who told you to throw out my play? Even if the TV fell on it, who told you to throw out my PlayStation? Do you really think me and my brother are fools? So, no, even when I was young, I already knew what really happened. I kind of mm-hmm. let it go, but then I stopped. Y'all stop fucking with my uncle, bro. <laughs> I stopped fucking with him, bro. Like he would he'd be walking by, and I would not say hi to him, Hector. It was it got so bad, Hector. I realized it was just last year. I realized, like, yo, like. I haven't said hi to this man in, in years. I see him all the time, and I'll just keep driving, like, you know what I mean? Out of fear of him asking me for a dollar or 50 cents or, you know, or, or, or whatever, like, you know what I mean? Because usually it's always something, but, like, I don't know, getting older, I'm realizing, like, yo, that's not, that's no reason to stop talking to somebody. Like, I could sim- I'm, I'm a grown-ass man. I could simply tell him no and still ask him how you doing, how's everything else, you get what I'm saying? That's yeah. what I should be able to do. Yeah. And then, I also realized like how crazy it was of me to avoid him for so many years, yo. After I just lost an uncle, it wasn't until I lost my uncle, like 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 Brian was talking about earlier, like not till you lose it, till till you start recognizing. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So things go far far left, and it was until I lost my uh, another uncle who who was involved in my life like daily, weekly, yeah. <laughs> very. You know what I mean? And it made me realize like, yo, this is not how you treat people, yo. Like, how am I supposed to be out here serving? others and i can't even like be right with my family like you know what i mean so mm. like but yo i like anyway i like to make light of that you know that whole situation now though because you know what at the end of the day my uncle's still here it was a, it was a, it was a material thing like you know what i'm saying yeah. but i i was mad at that man for a long time bro <laughs> for a long yeah. time man memories don't live like people do bro yo you know, memories yo. Man, they affect you man yes hell it, yeah they do you know what's crazy? One of our aunts was is kind of like a klepto, bro. She used to she used to steal our shit, <laughs> and then put her kid's name on it. And then, like, you know what I'm saying? And but she used to also that aunt used to also always buy it. She used to always make sure she got the stuff for Christmas, right? So, like, I kind of x all that all that klepto shit out of my mind. Like, you know what I mean? I fuck, I could, like whole forgot. She did that shit. It wasn't until I was talking to a cousin and she was telling me about how that same aunt used to take her dolls and give it to her daughter, put her daughter name on it and, and um and give it to her daughter. I was like, yo, I forgot auntie forgot, I forgot auntie used to steal my shit. Right? But I thought that was crazy how memory worked because my uncle, who I don't have many good memories with, I only have like that him stolen my PlayStation, bro. Bro, you gotta fill it, you gotta fill in some good memories now. You stole my PlayStation, bro. You got a big for me to forget this shit, bro. You got a lot. Of, you got a lot of gifts in the dude. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I whole forgot about my aunt, like the way my aunt was. Because my aunt always took us out. She always, she had a cutthroat problem, 
But she brought for us too, so I didn't really understand it. So, yeah, you know, just balancing the scale. necessary. But yeah, but with our uncle, you know what I mean. The the scale was tipped crazy in one way. That's <laughs> it, man. Still all us over. Yeah. The rap been for years, man. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. That's damn. And it's harder when it's family, man, because. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're taught you gotta love and accept your family kind of shit. And it's not until you become an adult when you realize you have power to actually choose that or not. Yo, mm-hmm. That's so, a conversation right there, bro. Because that yeah. was definitely a uh, part of our culture. Like that was that was definitely something they used to drill drill you into know. our head. Like yo, your brother fight, you gotta go fight. But yo, mom, yeah, brother, you, you gotta you jump in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, yep. that, right? yeah. you know, they yeah. <laughs> like, what if he's in the wrong? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Like, kid. you know what I mean? <laughs> For real, bro. Jeez. Jeez. Nah, real shit. Definitely something we had to do with, bro. Yeah, we could talk on that one more. That sounds like a fun one to add to the wheel, bro. Let it come yeah, up. Cause, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, man. That's the thing where we grew up. For real. Yo, maybe, yo, maybe some, maybe some of these young people just need to know about what life was like in when we were their age. You know what I mean? What was culture like? Because yo, yeah. they can get an understanding of us, then they, maybe they might be able to understand the elders just a little bit better. They might be able to understand themselves a little better too. They understand themselves a little better too, man. Yeah. You know, I'm That's all about the goal, that, bro. That's the yeah, goal. Yeah, maybe we could do something like that. That'll be dope. You know, maybe pick that something. Uh, but oh, you know, this is. <laughs> Yeah, we can cover like '90s technology or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro, bro, I mean, it's in there. It's on one of the categories. Yeah. <laughs> the '90s kids versus kids today. You know what I'm saying? Well, shit. What What about kids that grew up in the '90s versus kids that's growing up today? Like, you know, we could we could reword it a little, or yeah, because there's some differences, man. That that will humble us all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's my fault, act man, but we definitely got carried away, bro. We we ten minutes over now, man. We, we yeah, we here. You gonna lead us right into that next that next one or what, man? Yeah, absolutely. So y'all y'all know me, man. I, I'm always about full circle and kind of making shit matter, and you know, kind of going with the that statistic that I told you guys about about you know um, black women being you know the the majority. The majority holder of all our student loan debt, it being Black History, you know what I'm saying? So it being Black History, I went with something that, you know, this. So the inspiration, I'll, I'll give you guys the inspiration, and you, maybe you'll know. But long, long time ago, um, there was a movie called The Fifth Element, mm-hmm. and um, in that movie, there was a woman who, you know, she was an opera singer, and she was blue, and she kind of looked like an alien, but she kind of looked like a human. And uh, that was like one of my favorite parts of that movie. So anybody out there that knows the fifth element, that, that, like, that part, that part was different, man. That whole scene where she's doing her thing and then Lilu's doing her thing. And there's just like, it's empowering for these women to be doing what they were doing. And I like seeing women being, you know, empowered and in, in dope ass roles. And so bringing it full circle with last week's conversation, you know, and again, it being black history month. Um, just kind of wanted to continue with the theme and just so some, you know, just, just an abstract piece of art. Um, you know, it's a woman who's painted in all blue, um, with, you know, African, uh, origin. That was the intent here, um, with the rap, you know, kind of that futuristic vibe. So, 
I just wanted to show just something cool, just something different. You know what I'm saying? It had, I had Midjourney do something like, like kind of like a portrait style piece. Um, but that also kind of felt like it's a glamorous magazine shot or something, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah definitely with that, that vibe. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy what AI can do, man. That shit, that shit is wild, yo. Yo, yeah. And I've gotten really good at like prompting to have it do what I want it to do, which is cool, man. So I have this vision up here that I can have within a minute. And that, that to me is fulfilling, you know, in a sense. It just, it's cool. And then it's even cooler to be able to share it all. So, this one's yeah, for y'all, yeah. man. This one's for everybody out there, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what, this man? I, 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 I'm going way back from an earlier conversation, man. But I was thinking about these politics, man. And, you know, everybody going out to vote and uh, stuff like that, right? Mm. And, like, who who is the person? I mean, we, who is the person that's going to go and really try to implement, like, change in, in politics? Because... At this point, like it's been going on so long, it's like you're 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 the only human walking into a pool a pool a pill pool a pool pit of snakes. You yep. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you gotta almost be ready to be the sacrificial lamb. Like you almost gotta be ready to play play a role and know at the end of it, like yo, you're not gonna come out alive. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. To yep. to be a politician that can flip that can flip like what's going on on his head, bro. You get what I'm saying? I, I personally think, man, it's time. We're going we to go ahead and close it out. After this, bro. I personally think it's time for I'm ready. I like trying something new, man. Like, uh, where, where's the woman president at? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm bro. ready. Let's, let's try. Y'all, y'all, want, y'all want different? Let's go, let's go for it. Man. Yep. Let's do it. All the way. Why not? Why put, y'all, fuck that one foot in the water shit, man. Get in. Y'all, let's go. Let's go. For real. <laughs> all, all women running next, next election, man. Yeah, the whole you, cabinet. You, That'd be crazy. <laughs> Nothing wrong with all these old dudes, man. Bro, we yeah. need a new perspective. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we, we are in dire need of it for real. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Shit. For real, man. All right. So, that was cool, man. That, that shit went quick, y'all. But I'm going to get us up out of here. And, yeah, we'll we'll touch on the topic more. I'm pretty sure we'll get more feedback. I'm looking forward to it, man. I demand it, man. I demand it. All our viewers, all everybody that watch it. Say a little something, man, because this is cool. This shit is really cool having that feedback and being able to, um, you know, dive deeper into, you know, those examples provided or those thoughts shared. So I just hope for more of that, man, going forward, you know. And with that said, for all y'all that came through and let us borrow some time, we'll see you next week on Peace of Your Mind. Much love.